0: Andy here, welcoming you to episode four of Brunch Movies. I want to warn you ahead of time that this episode contains singing. Yes, singing. And also, I say, and you know, like, maybe a few hundred times. So on that note, hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a visions only remain, as it seems while I'm sleeping, Blood and the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. Restless dreams, I walked alone. Streets of cobblestone the halo of the street lamp. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Hey ladies Dozens of our friends on Facebook All of them This is Andy This is Dave Welcome to Brunch Movies, Ep. 4 Ep. 4, we're doing it man Episode 4, the greatest episode of Star Wars Yeah, absolutely in my opinion Besides episode 1 Right. I mean, episode two for me, the sand scene. <laughs> sand scene. <laughs> the sand scene. Really touching. Yeah. Uh, how are you been, Dave? It's, uh, it's been, been a little time since our last record sesh. Things are going well. Um, maintaining my lifestyle. Becoming a serious podcaster. You know, I was worried about the balance. How's the training going? Yeah. 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 And... and you know, I have a very demanding job, and this podcast is so demanding, watching a movie about once a week. Yeah, about. About. Could be more. <laughs> could be, uh, <laughs> yeah, could be more. I'd probably watch, watch a few fl- flicks. and. Do you watch additional movies outside of the podcast? Never. Don't no? T- I don't touch film. No? Don't touch it. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, mostly, I'm mostly doing TV shows still. I'm at I'm the last episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Oh, congratulations! Yeah, now, if there's if there's a brunch TV show, it's probably next generation. I kind of like to tune out to uh, TV shows. I've been watch rewatching MythBusters. So, oh, that's that's great. <laughs> As one does. Not, not a fan personally. <laughs> I don't know. There's something relaxing. What's What's his name? Adam. Adam Savage and Jamie Hyman. Jamie. Jemai. Jemaine. I don't know. Uh, yeah, cool. Mythbusters. Any, anything busted recent, recently? Well, the show ended. <laughs> these are, these are done all bustin'? done busting. Done busting. Does, um, does busting make them feel good? Uh, I think they take a smug satisfaction, hot take, uh, in busting myths. I think, like the name of the show, they set outright not to prove a myth but rather to bust it. Do you think that that song lyric and the Ghostbusters theme is referenced to when the ghost gives Dan Aykroyd a blowjob in Ghostbusters? Uh, and he starts busting? Oh. I don't believe in no ghosts, so I don't know. <laughs> ah, yeah. Mm. Okay, isn't that i ain't Afraid of No ghosts. Oh, shit. Because they, they believe in... They have to believe in them because they're literally fighting ghosts. Yeah. All right, for another time. <laughs> Ghostbusters <laughs> brought you, I, I think, think so. Maybe yeah. well, well, maybe the all female cast. Uh, that's my the only cast that matters to me. <laughs> That could actually be a good one I haven't seen that You haven't seen it? No I have seen it Okay I won't comment We'll save the commentary for another time Yeah, okay, okay Future Brunch Future Brunch Movies podcast Alright, so This episode We are talking about We're going We're going even older We've we've already been doing Really old movies But we're going even older Older than Ferris Bueller This is, I think The first movie of all time It's the very first film Uh, It's the first time They decided to commit Pictures In a moving type situation it features the late wife of Mel Brooks, Dustin Hoffman, and uh, yes, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the star for Dustin Hoffman, of course, and my, one, one of my top five actors of all time, Feene, Mr. Feene. is that Mr. Feeney? It's Mr. Feeney, the dad, the dad, the dad oh, no. of course it's Mr. Feeney. Oh my god, I just, Mr. Feeney, <laughs> I love you all class dismissed Ben, what are you doing well i would say that i'm just drifting here in the pool why well it's very comfortable just to drift here have you thought about graduate school no would you mind telling me then what those four years of college were for what was the point of all that hard work you got me now listen ben look i think it's a very good thing that a young man after he's done some very good work should have a chance to relax and enjoy himself and lie around and drink beer and so on but after a few weeks i believe that person would want to take some stock in himself and his situation and start to think about getting off his ass uh do you remember that moment i remember that moment it's i mean We've we've referenced uh, Boy Meets World quite a bit on this podcast. I mean, Boy Meets World is near and dear probably to both of our hearts because we were both uh, curly-haired kids that weren't as cool as the straight-haired kids, and so we related to Sean. Or, I mean, we related to Corey. Corey. We wanted to be Sean. Wanted to be Sean. Was that true for you? Because that was definitely true for me. Oh, absolutely. I wanted wanted the straight hair parted down the middle and just... At a time, I tried to straighten my hair once, and it was disastrous. I would, like, wet it and, like, put the put the shit in it and like Cohen and be like oh yeah parted down the middle and straight and then like 30 minutes later it was just clown hair yeah just like sticking up on both sides and well I'm a ginger so it's literally clown hair so i i can't I can't mess around with it too much Or uh, And this is, th- before we Before we get too cynical about the plot here The plot of The Graduate is a young man Dustin Hoffman, graduates from college 30 year old young man I think, yeah, I don't know He looks old in the film, but I don't know if he was actually 30 when this was filmed I think he was 30 That makes him 70 Something now 70 yeah. now? Yeah That was in 1967, so 50 years ago. So that would make him 80 years old. I don't think Dustin Hoffman is is 80 years old. No, he's like 75 years old, and I think he filmed it at like 29. Okay, well, it was filmed in 19. It was released in 1967. Yeah. So the graduate, Dustin Hoffman, graduates. He comes home. He is the uh, titular graduate. Comes home to mommy and daddy's house, and much like millennials of today, a little, a few parallels with our own world. He just doesn't want to do shit. He just is a lazy (laughs) asshole. Sits around the house. Has an affair. With a married woman, Mm. the Mrs. Robinson, the the the, who the song, mm -hmm. you know, the the famous song about her. Yes, it's. I mean, the song was written for the movie. It was. Yeah. So he gets with this this older woman. They fuck around. He's kind of like wasting his life. And then he just kind of randomly decides that. Oh wait, I'm actually in love with her daughter instead. Did you find that convincing? (laughs) Uh, No, we'll get into it. But but he so he decides that he's in love with the daughter. This obviously upsets the mother quite a bit a little bit oh, just a little <laughs> and the end of the movie is basically and, and, and also the daughter is pissed at him for sleeping with her mom well the daughter thought he raped the mom which he didn't he doesn't he rape does her he does not there's no if rape. anything she kind of R's in a way yeah, yeah light light r what's wrong Mrs. Vams you didn't I mean you didn't expect what I mean you didn't really think I'd do something like that <laughs> like what what do you think well i don't know for god's sake mrs robinson here we are you got me into your house you give me a drink you put on music now you start opening up your personal life to me and tell me your husband won't be home for hours so mrs robinson you're trying to seduce me aren't you uh, i mean he's, he's a grown man he's a girl he's a he's grown a white white man, man. But she does give him alcohol. It's She's known him for a long time. Who knows? But prior to the movie's beginning, she might have been inculcating that uh, relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're you're right. He's, these are two adults making choices. But she was definitely like like he was if he was the victim. If there's a victim in this situation, yeah. Oh, in this in that situation, yes. Yeah. Now later on in the movie, there's going to be a variety of victims. Yeah. yeah. At least so himself, but. Yeah. Um, Mr. Feeney is one of the victims because his son or is such a freeloader. Uh, Imagine funding an apartment for that freeloading. I don't think he lived in an apartment. Did he just lived in his childhood bedroom. Well, then he went to Berkeley to chase. They're definitely from means. Like these, are, this is about rich families. Yes. But to, to wrap up the plot, so in the end, you know, he goes chasing after this this daughter, convinces her to marry him, and he steals her away from marrying some other guy. So you know, in opposition to everything that her parents stand for and adults of that time stood for, they they run away. And it's kind of an ambiguous ending. Uh, Yeah, I I think that, you you know, know. you, you kind of, you told it straight, but there's a lot of subtlety to each point that makes it an interesting movie, you know? Yeah, and I think that there's, I think there's definitely an interpretation of that film when it was released. Mm. That I will just never understand. Like I said, we can compare it to parallels of today, and we will. Yes. Um, but like, I think it's, I think movies were different then, and I think like attitude and growing up was different then. And so I think it's, I think it's still a really interesting reference point, even though there's a lot of problems with the movie. Um, it's still definitely an interesting reference point of like, how can this be applied to now? You can, you can, you can interpret the motivation of the different characters in a lot of different ways. Yeah, and, I, and I'm wondering, you know, just as viewing it from much younger and born well after the movie was made um, if at the time it was viewed very abstractly or was it actually representative of that generation and I'm sure that that feeling of disassociation with your elders or disassociation with the, the generation prior that's common across all youth but just his disaffected manner and his, uh, just kind of rebelliousness in the way that he did it is that 60s, or is that just... Right, 40? yeah. These days, is really not a rebellious thing to be like, oh, I'm gonna go grab someone and get married. Like, the rebellious thing now is to be like, fuck it, I'm never getting married. You know, today, it's like, it's like oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a real rebel, I... I married my my high school sweetheart. Like it's like no, you're you're not. So it's kind of interesting that that was kind of like a rebellious thing. I mean, I guess it was without parental approval. But like these days, does anyone really give a shit? Like no, yeah, no one gives a shit about anything. <clears> about anything. That's why, uh, that's why we got to make America great again. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we chose this as, like, this kind of popped into my head at least as a brunchy movie just because it, it's kind of, I, I kind of remember, like, this, like, color tone and, like, a lot of it taking place, like, outdoors and, like, it's set in LA um, or at least in California. I think it was in LA. It definitely looks like L.A. Yeah, and and, you know, it's kind of like affluent people, and thought about the movie kind of gave me a brunchy feeling. I don't know, like, how many times have you seen this film prior to this? this I saw it a few times. I watched it in college. I think a lot of people experienced it. Yeah, I watched it in college, and I thought, I think I probably thought it was brilliant back in college, but uh, again, I was probably, you know, drinking a couple of Pepsi-Colas. A couple Pepsi-Colas, maybe in a glass of... Cough are a puna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, or two. Or two. Yeah. So, so, yeah, let's... So, so I think it's definitely a candidate for, for a brunch movie. I think there is... And, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But what were, what were some of your, like... What, what kind of things, like, stood out to you from this movie? Well, I, I think that, you know, I, it, it sounds, like, petty and pointing out something that's not that important. But the ages of the actors really took me out of it. They just look much... They don't. Their ages don't match what their characters' age are telling me. So Dustin Hoffman does not look twenty, twenty-one. I mean, why is a twenty-one-year-old or tw- just turned twenty-one-year-old graduating from college that early? Is he just absolutely brilliant? Like, you know, it if he skulls are just easier then. Yeah, yeah, that could be that, that could be the case. And he, he he certainly doesn't come off as just like a an incredibly brilliant guy. He's not very astute. He, he's bumbling. He's autistic. Uh, it's Or yeah. is he a cuck? He's, he's not a cuck actually. Not, not a cuck at all. So I, he's he's definitely in, on the <laughs> on the autist or cuck scale, he is like far and away an autist. Yeah, and that's not to say he's like far on the, the spectrum, he's just more He's not not on the he, spectrum though. I mean Could be definitely. He's shy, he doesn't like being around people. I mean half the half the movie he spends like being awkward at parties and not wanting to be around people. Um yeah, I wrote down in my notes affected manner of speech. He just a very peculiar way of talking. Almost like he was narrating his actions as he did each thing, and it was humorous. Now, I'm sure it was humorous then, but yeah. it still came off as a very unique performance t- for me. You I can know. certainly see why this is a why this made him a star. Oh yeah, you know he only made seventeen thousand dollars for this movie. I mean, enough to put a man through college but in 1967. <laughs> yeah right. Okay the graduate becomes the graduate tie up your bootstraps raise yourself from the four thousand dollars debt you might face but i thought that the ages didn't mention but but aside from that one i think we'd be remiss if we don't talk about how good the music is i do really think it's very good and i yeah. think it sets the tone of the film amazingly so and there's something about the calming music done by simon and garfunkel now just famous songs um. Yeah, I mean, this really launched. Their Here's to you, Mrs. Robinson. Uh, Sound of silence. Uh, and Robinson, Jesus loves you more than you will know. Whoa, whoa, whoa! God bless you, please, Mrs. Robinson. Who's pray, hey hey hey, 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 hey! Take it away, Dave. Okay. <laughs> we like to get to know a little bit about you. For And then, you know, the the, the Mrs., the titular Mrs., well, not titular, the Mrs. Robin. Titular, yeah, a little titular. (laughs) Uh, uh, She's only 35, 36. As an actress. As an actress. And they they olden her up. They olden her up. But I'm looking at her, and she looks like 50. Like, they did a good job. Yeah, yeah, she does look old. I, I was surprised when I read that. Yeah, and uh, but gorgeous, obviously. Yeah, yeah you know, I mean, but that's the whole point. Is like she's truly is a beautiful older woman. And I believe the dynamic. isn't the MILF? Is this the first MILF in history? I think it is actually. Well, I think Oedipus. Oedipus. Okay. Oedipus. Well, that first MILF was. That was a commitment, though. Yeah, was, that no, actually that wasn't a MILF because he actually did it, do it. It, yeah, yeah. it wasn't a mother. It's not the like He liked to. It no. was. It was just a myth. It, it was, was a. Yeah. Is that a thing? Mother, I fucked. Passed mm. past tests. His, his was myth, because it was my mother I fucked. In the end, though, I thought the acting was really good. It was interesting, it was a fun watch, but there is a disjointed feeling, and it feels dated. And, and, and I guess that's, like, my takeaway from it. I think the movie really falls apart in the final act. Absolutely. Like, I get, like, the, okay, he's home from college, he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life. Uh, he doesn't really hang out with anyone his age. Like you never see him hanging out with friends. He, doesn't, he has you know, no friends. Yeah, he has no friends, and so you can kind of see a, the of him being confused or not wanting to be part of his generation. Maybe he's rejecting kind of like this flower child, like hippie rebellious generation in some ways. Mm-hmm. And so he starts this relationship with the older woman, which of course he's tentative about at first, but yeah. he becomes very comfortable in it. And there's that really makes sense. And that and that right there is a fascinating movie. Ultimately, he meets the daughter and that's where it just kind of falls off. Like there's no feasible Attraction there. There's no explanation of how like he meets her. He takes, takes her to it. He takes her to a titty bar <laughs> I forgot about that. that scene is wild and the ladies just bopping the thing on the girl's head. Elaine's yeah, yeah. Head. that was the most that was the titular scene <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it's just like, it's like he takes her to a titty bar where... To prove that he's, like, not interested. Yeah, because he's trying to just make it the worst date ever out of respect for Mrs. Robinson. Graduate Feeney is trying to piss her off. That's the main character's name, right? It's Mr. Feeney's son, and he's the graduate, so Graduate Feeney. Graduate Feeney, I like it. (laughs) What was his actual name? Uh, Graduate Feeney. Graduate, uh, know, Craig? 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 I don't think it was Craig. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is it Craig? And no, Eric? it was graduate Feeney. Graduate Feeney. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he, like, makes her cry, then he kisses her. And, I mean, love at first kiss, perhaps. But, like, I mean, wait, they go get... She, they go she she's a her. gorgeous girl. Yeah, she. I mean, she was hot. Like, yeah. it's like, yeah, obviously you want to be with her over Mrs. Robinson, because Mrs. Robinson, won is married. Why two, is, go for the old bull if you can get the young cow? Yeah, for free. <laughs> for free. I don't know. I mean, after that kiss, it's like, oh all is forgiven, and, like, yeah, I want to be with you tomorrow. It's, like, in, in an instant, they're, like, in love, and then Mrs. Robinson is, like, if you ever see my daughter again, I will tell her everything. I thought that they would play off of that scene more. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, is she going to tell her? Is, is she not? Yeah, it could have. I could like he just bum-rushes the daughter. Yeah, just, like, like, rushes it. Just, uh. Yeah, he just <laughs> <laughs> runs. Ooh, <laughs> uh, fuck your mom. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> like, you mom. Fuck your mom. mom. <laughs> like your mom. Uh, so, it makes no sense. So, obviously, she's horrified. The daughter of Mrs. Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Robinson Jr., is, is That's how it works. Is awful. They like, says so like, okay, you're horrible. And then they're, like, separated. They're not seeing each other. The next time they see each other, he's stalking her at Berkeley. Very weird. He, like, moves to Berkeley to stalk her. Stalks her. Like, stalks her as she goes to dates. And then when they finally, when it finally comes to a head and they finally, like, talk about the elephant in the room, like, oh, I fucked your mom. It's not, I fucked your mom. She's like, you raped my mother. She told me that you raped her. If this person, like, if you actually think this person raped your mother, how are you ever having a conversation with them? Wouldn't you? Yeah. That's, I guess I know that I, I you know, this is one of those interesting aspects of how rape has been handled throughout history and, you know, and you know, all this feminist stuff that we have no idea about. But in the the 60s '60s, and I'm sure there was a cultural awakening, but I just cannot imagine her even talking to him if she thought that for real It's it's completely insane Even just like you slept with my mother if there was some convincing love story that like showed that they had grown to Like each other and love each other and and it actually made a conflict and made it hard for her to like Be like oh my god. I really love him, but but he did this horrible thing. What should I do? There's nothing it's like literally like they meet she cries, they kiss, they're in love. I, I fuck your mom. Dustin Hoffman, to win her heart, took her to a titty bar.
1: Made, made her cry. cry.
0: Kissed her once. Kissed her once. Had some burgers. Burgers. And then... The little s- next time they meet. Slapped up with something the next time they meet. I fucked oh, your mom. Okay. And then he ruins her marriage. Yeah, so it's like, I broke up your parents. <laughs> um, I And I stalked you. Yeah. But somehow you still love me, but then your parents are so mad about all this shit that they're forcing you to marry some asshole. Is he an asshole? I don't know. He's, He's probably a nice guy. guy, guy. I mean, if I met him, I would say he was an asshole. But he was a cuck, though. Yeah. Yeah, he got cucked hard. Yeah, so so, so then it's like, okay, like, you're cut off from access, so you'll never see her again. She's, she's, We're forcing her into a marriage, which is like, okay, that seems shitty, but, like, she's also like going along with it. It's not like she was, like, handcuffed and, like, brought there. It was like a non-Shotgun, shotgun wedding. Yeah, it did happen. For the, I lost time in the movie. I didn't know how much time was passing. And then she went back to school, and, and he was attending classes for free. So this, the summer ended, and it went into the semester. And yeah, she, also, she, like, dropped out of school, right? No, no, she was in school. But she dropped out. Oh, did she? Yeah, she dropped out. That's the other thing. She's like Her parents are like, oh, he's stalking you there. You better drop your ass out and get married. So she just does... Kind of makes you how women were treated in the 60s, Bring up a lot of shit. So he interrupts the wedding, pulls her away from the altar, fights off people with a cross, which was awesome. Just his chanting of Elaine reminded me of like a mute person talking for the first time. Parodied amazingly in, um, in Wayne's World 2, by the way. <laughs> which is it's funny because like my first like interaction with The Graduate is just from Wayne's World 2 it's just the end where he interrupts Cassandra's wedding yeah. and he runs into the wrong church at first he's like <laughs> oh wrong church and like runs across <laughs> <laughs> he just yeah and so they... but the scene when they're all quiet and they're all freaking out and you just hear that non-stop Elaine that was that, that sticks out in my memories so... yeah yeah I mean it's it's, it's an iconic scene for a reason it, and so they break out and then like they get on the bus at the end we're really digging we're really kind of seriously analyzing this movie we're not making many jokes so apologies yeah, it's, um, yeah so they like jump on this bus and they're like sitting in the back and they just like broken off this this marriage they each smile and then stop smiling yeah they don't kiss no they don't go I can't believe I did that That's kind are of are cool. they holding hands? I don't, I don't know like at least my interpretation was kind of like a okay we did this and now we don't know what the fuck we're gonna do. I don't think the movie knew what it wanted from that either. Y- yes, but, but the ambiguity is the attraction of the scene. Just the love the love between Mrs. Robinson's daughter and Graduate Feeney. Graduate Feeney. That that part of that's where the movie really just sucks. But the, the rest of it was great. Yeah, I honestly think like it, it's a movie of thirds, you know. And the first 30 minutes of that movie are so incredible. The last 30 minutes are so disappointing. I don't know how else to say it. But I did, in the end, enjoy it. Maybe we should get on to, uh... Yeah, we gotta talk about... We gotta talk about the brunchiness of this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the reason I think it was pretty brunchy is because, like, the people in this movie are, are, like, the inventors of brunch. Rich, white people... Hmm. In, in Los Angeles, like, throwing, like, barbecues, sending their kids to college at a time when not a lot of people went to college. Yeah, like, all of the parents in this are all, like, from well-means, and those are people that were eating brunch before it was, like, a normal thing to do. They were people that went to the golf country club and had brunch. Th- that picture is painted really well. The imagery brunchiness of this movie is really, is really solid there. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, despite, like, the weird tones, there is good music to it. The first, like, hours really uplifting and just fun, you mm-hmm. know? It does take a weird turn, but even in the weird turn, it's still bright out. There's still good music, and, um, I think it's a pretty good brunch movie in the end. I, I do agree. Yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, like, saying, like, this is 100% a brunch movie. No. 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 I, there's, there's enough scenes at night, and it's kind of, yeah. like, it's kind of, like, contemplative and, like, it's like a, it's almost like a dark comedy, which I think can work for brunch movies. But it's like almost like just dark and not a comedy in some parts. What do you think about like the sexual tension stuff in a brunch movie? Do you think that has a place? Well, there's a lot of se- sexual tension at brunch because you know, morning after, mm. like, oh, uh, do I invite the girl to brunch? Do I invite the guy to brunch? Do you get her the pill? do it do, oh, Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> do you make that? Uh, yeah. Spending the night and then going to brunch is a big step. Right, right. So there's already sexual tension. Maybe you're even going on a date for brunch. You know, I didn't think about it like that. So there is a, a place for it. Oh, there's a That's place. A okay, there's a place. Completely flipping it or Freudian slipping it. Oh. This is a movie you could watch like with grandma and your mom and your and your parents because this is like a movie that they would recognize. They probably grew up watching. It, yeah, too, yeah, yeah. So everyone's seen this and like you could you could throw it on and they would go man. Mm. I haven't seen this movie in a hefty while. Yeah. That's hefty. how old, old people talk. <laughs> well, it's been a good long while since I've seen this film. Aw, oh, crikey, mate. So uh, they, like, named some, like, actress in it that I don't know her name. Yeah, it- Bancroft? Is that the... Yeah, she went on to marry Mel, Mel Brooks. Oh, is that not Dustin Hoffman? No, no. Although no, they tried. It just wasn't legal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't legal until now. Thanks, so Thanks, thanks uh, so, Supreme Court. you know, I think I would give this, like, on the scale of 1 to 10, like, 10 being, like, all the way brunch movie classic and, like, 0 being not at all a brunch movie. I think this is this fits into maybe, like, a 6 or 7. Yeah, I'm feeling right around the same range. Like, positively on the brunch side. It doesn't really do anything to really stand out as a brunch movie. It's just a movie that could be watched during brunch. Yeah, and I think it's hipster enough where you could, like, cool cafes would play. I know I'm always am hearkening back to cafes playing movies while you're eating brunch, but I saw that shit a lot. I still see it, and I think that this could easily be on the background of any hip, hipster cafe. Yeah, this is definitely, like, an afternoon movie. Like, no one is, no one's going to go to a midnight movie of The graduate. But if it's just, like, on TV in the afternoon, like, yeah, you watch this. Definitely. Okay, um, so let's talk about Food Parents. yes. I can go first. Okay, so I thought... I can go first for a change. (laughs) I'm sorry. Now, I gave deep... I didn't give that much thought. I gave thought. And one thing that really stuck out to me in the part of the movie that I enjoyed the first part was he's swimming a lot. He's outdoors a lot. He he has a bit of a tan going on. You know, you got sexy hunk Dustin Hoffman charming all these ladies. How tall is Dustin Hoffman? Mm, About yay high? Yay high. And anyway, just that 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 by the pool, what do I want? Well, I, I want a fruit-type situation. So I went with the most citrusy-type... That's, pre- <laughs> That's a callback. Dry by fruiting. That's a dry by fruiting! Uh, so I went with, like, a, a fruit platter focusing on kiwis, oranges, and melon. I do like my melon. Now, one of the pairing drinks, I think this is also an afternoon movie, so you're getting a little day drunk, a little... Darting action if uh, oh, it Wouldn't be brunch If you weren't No And I'm throwing in Straight martini A la Mrs. Robinson And I think that's a Classic kind of drink Classic drink Do you think that James Bond got the idea From Mrs. Robinson? What movie came first? Well this is the first Movie ever made Yeah So this definitely Came first Yeah Yeah So James Bond Next time Do you <laughs> think that James Bond was Shagging Mrs. Robinson? I in fact think He is Mr. Robinson <laughs> M-I-6 infiltrator. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, confirmed. Confirmed. All right, that's that's that sounds great. Yeah. I, uh, can, I can see he does not have him munching on that pool side before he, like, dives to the bottom and just chills there. Before he munches on Mrs. Ruffles. Oh! Do <laughs> you think they were doing oral stuff? Back then? Just in general. In the movie? Yeah. I don't think they were. Well, like, I you think so, dude. I thought it was more vanilla. He was, well, he was a very youthful she was teaching him the way so I think that was very um, yeah and I don't I don't I don't know that they, either of them were really servicing. yeah, yeah. I mean they were just kind of like in for a quick spell and, and she out. did stay in the bed for a while and he would stay out until the afternoon the next day that's what the mom said well he picked up the hotel room you know yeah if he got the room uh, yeah. Okay. So my brunch pairing is, and I've kind of hinted at this. Is I picture a classic brunch. None of this fancy like fusion brunch. None of this like bacon wrapped candy. I'm talking like we're at the golf country club on the weekend. Coming from church, we're sitting down. We're having like a big. Ba- you know, we're having we're having hollandaise sauce. Maybe some eggs benedict. Maybe a buff. Maybe there's a buffet. You know, we're 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 drinking some taters. That's yeah, th- there's some potatoes there, but they're probably shitty. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like a fancy buffet and it's like fancier than almost anyone else in the country is eating, but it's still just like, it's still just like crap they put out. Like, there's no, there's no no gourmet to it, but like people are wearing suits, mm. girls are wearing dresses, maybe hats, uh, and, and they're having a nice family brunch. So I'm thinking just like a, a classic bacon, potatoes, eggs, fruit salad, yeah, yeah, similar to yours, but yeah. in a smaller proportion. So. Just more classy. And yeah, I'm minute, just saying, like, white... Stiff, starch-collar white White tablecloths, yeah. white people. Yeah, definitely white people. A lot of white people. Pretty much only white people in this movie. I think movie. so. I think I think so. only white people. I don't think there's there. anyone that's not white. Yeah, either. very, yeah. very white. It's been a common theme for this movie. Maybe we should consider changing it up the next one. Oh, oh, spoiler, oh spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, on that note, stay tuned as we bring you another episode of... Brunch movies. Great job, Dave. Here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Are you going to start?